Hello and welcome to Leave Your Mark. I'm your host, Scott Livingston, and this is where I explore the influences that have shaped the lives of our incredible guests. These are the stories of lives worth talking about. Follow me on Twitter, Built by Scott, and Instagram at King O'Kane, or link up with me on my Facebook fan page, Scott G. Livingston. My goal is to empower and inspire a community of people who take every opportunity to live a high-performing life. Before I get started on today's podcast, I want to take a moment to connect you with my sponsor, ReconditioningHQ.com. Seven years ago, Jamie and I set out to answer a question. Can you integrate the worlds of therapy and performance so that they work together for the benefit of the client? We knew that if we could create something truly tangible that was inclusive instead of exclusive, it would allow you, the practitioner, to solve more problems, work with purpose instead of a cross-purpose, and in the end, you would earn more income by working smarter, not harder being fulfilled, and sought after for your solutions. After creating reconditioning and witnessing the change of so many professionals' lives and practices, we knew still there was one more ingredient we needed to make it a bulletproof process. For so many years, the brain and central nervous system were not clearly understood. There were a lot of theories and interesting practices, but the research just wasn't there to support the claims. But in the last 10 to 15 years, the world of neurology has come out of the laboratory into the world of real application. We knew this was the missing piece of our process, bringing the current practices of applied neurology into the empowering practice of reconditioning. Introducing Neuro Reconditioning, the R-Pro series, four steps, one mission, to make you the neuro reconditioning professional everyone wants to work with. If you haven't started yet, it all starts out with our signature course, R1 Foundations. R1 is about learning the building blocks of assessing and improving functional movement through the lens of applied neurology. Maybe you've taken the first step, but that's a bit like being a freshman in a college. You've only just begun. R2 Designs empowers the process even further so you can assess and improve any human movement, understand the visual and vestibular system, and then integrate your work into performance programming and return to performance. Both of these courses are completely online experiences, so you can digest everything from the comfort of your home, hotel, plane, or office. But knowing that there is so much value in trying, doing, and living the experience with us by your side, our new R3 Collab is about you experiencing the full power of the process in a living lab. Troubleshooting your issues, fixing your problems in real time, and gaining real confidence in the process, as well as learning how the brain integrates and manages everything we do. Finally, our R4 mentorship is about exposing your knowledge, refining your approach, and learning through a powerful feedback process so you can be a reconditioning professional everyone wants to work with. For more information on all our course offerings, including our landmark personal development program, Empower You, please check out reconditioninghq.com today and use the coupon code LYM50 for $50 off any one of our course offering. If maximum strength, injury prevention, and performance enhancement are important to you, Isofit's all-new Maximum Strength Kit is an absolute must add addition to your arsenal. Requiring less than seven square feet of space, Isofit's cost-saving design provides over 2,000 pounds of resistance for millions of isometric-based strength exercise. Made from cold-rolled Canadian steel, Isofit's Maximum Strength Kit is the world's first performance product dedicated to maximizing isometric strength, peak isometric force, and maximum isometric endurance strength. Since 2015, Isofit strength products have proudly strengthened and stabilized athletes in the NFL, NBA, NLB, NHL, and UFC. Pre-sale pricing is on now. 
Order yours today at www.isofitmsk.ca. That's isofit with a PH. Remember to use the discount code Leave Your Mark to save 15% on your purchase. Shipping February 2022. Matrix Fitness has been the longest standing sponsor of the Leave Your Mark podcast. Greg Lawler, the Vice President of Business Development, reached out to me over a year and a half ago to say that he felt we had a common vision for human performance, something bigger than just helping people physically perform better. Their mission aligns with my mission, the idea that by creating the fertile soil for everyone and anyone to start or continue their personal performance journey, we will be here to help you do it. Matrix is one of the biggest brands in fitness and performance equipment today, but they are more than that. They are about helping you reach higher, explore your possibilities, and stay in the game, whatever your chosen path. Whatever you need, whether that is to buy equipment, rent equipment, or seek consultation, or simply recognize the possibilities, Greg and his team at Matrix are here to help you. You can find them at teamupwithmatrix.com today. Everyone struggles with the challenges of life on a daily basis. You're not alone. But if you're like most people, you feel alone, even when you're in a great relationship or a good work environment, because it's so hard to honestly reflect on your insecurities and obstacles with the people that you love or serve. After all, everyone wants to present themselves as being on it, prepared, ready to meet the challenges of life head on. But you know that's not how you always feel inside. Do you sometimes feel as though just having someone to bounce your ideas off of would be something you needed? Maybe you wish you just had someone who would listen to you so you could vent without the fear of judgment. The LYM Life Lab is about real mentorship. It's about me listening to you, connecting, empathizing, realizing, and reflecting so you can make better decisions, create your own change, and live a life of fulfillment and joy. It's not about living the perfect life. It's about living a better life. One you design, craft, explore, and experience within a safe place of objective perspective and honesty but no judgment. In the coming weeks, I will be opening this program up to an exclusive group of people, people who want to see real change in their lives and are willing to work towards real growth. This isn't a program for everyone, but if you're up for the challenge, you'll want to pay close attention to how to be included in this powerful experience. Stay tuned in the coming weeks for how you can be an instigator of your own change. Hello and welcome to Leave Your Mark. This is a special Sunday Remarks. Just getting back on the horse with a little Sunday Remark. I know I did a a little bit of a post-vacation ramblings for a little longer the other day. May start to do uh, those a little bit more frequently. Had good reception on that, so want to give some perspective and maybe wind and wax philosophic for a little bit longer for those listeners who care to listen. But uh, today is going to be a shorter version of me chit-chatting about something that's important to me. Um, I like to do that on Sunday Remarks. I think my listeners, uh, those of you who have been with the show for a while, I think enjoy learning about uh, new stories of the guests that I bring in. And by the way, this week, I'm going to have an interesting one uh, with uh, Brian Carroll, who uh, was uh, one of the few men to ever squat over 1,300 pounds. He is a beast of a man and kind of just recently retired and has an interesting story 
of managing through pain and doing some work with the uh, great Dr. Stuart McGill, who we've had on the show before, and some of the things that he went through uh, in his life, uh, in his process. So that'll be an interesting um, conversation that we dropped this week in episode 239, uh, I think, or actually this is 239, 240 will be uh, that one. We're inching closer to 250. I'm going to celebrate hopefully 250 uh, right in the new year time. So this week in my Sunday remarks, I thought I would talk about becoming a parent. And I had a, an interesting conversation in my with my last guest, Josh Fletcher, who's doing some uh, fun work around uh, helping you know people in the in the world of human performance perhaps take better care of themselves. And um, I had an in- interesting conversation with him late in the in the podcast around uh, effectively how he was kind of rocked by um, becoming a dad. And um, I don't think that that's that unusual. <laughs> I was rocked by becoming a dad. And I think it's something that we don't talk a lot about. I think we like to put our uh, cocktail party uh, or, uh, you know, bar conversation or uh, cas- casual conversation with our friends. Uh, we like to try to put the the mask on, the social mask on, that everything is copacetic or we're managing our kids uh, just as well as everybody else. And I think there's a little bit of a, an arms race, I find, around parenthood where we're all trying to keep up with the Joneses. We're all trying to uh, support our kids uh, to the best way that sociologically everybody thinks we should be. And it leads to a lot of uh, internal questioning of ourselves, and it's not unusual when uh, we are in circumstance where fundamentally there is no course that teaches us how to be a parent. And I don't think anybody could actually create one. I mean, I think that there are probably some good books out there. I've read a couple that give you some uh, good sensible, thought-provoking ideas around the idea of parenthood, uh, and certainly there are, and, and, you know, how to do maybe a bit better job of bringing your kids up. Uh, I read a great good book called How to Hold On to Your Kids, which, uh, was, uh, exceptionally powerful or hold on to your kids excuse me um if you're interested i can get you the reference for that but i think it's findable on amazon very powerful my brother who's a teacher recommended it to me and you know these are things that we we inject into our our thought process in terms of becoming a parent but i think there's not always a lot of contemplation before it occurs uh, with a sense of the truth of what it's going to be about. And I think a lot of people either avoid the truth of it or when faced with the truth of it, it's hard to really understand it. Uh, it really isn't something you can understand until you're doing it. Um, it's, it's truthfully the first time in anyone's life other than when you were a kid and you are being parented, um, which most of us forget about when we get older anyways, except for some of the things that maybe scarred us or left us with uh, positive or negative viewpoints, etc. Um, and, and there's probably good reason for it, because if we remembered being sort of out of control uh, and in the control of our parents, uh, it might... Uh, hamstring us a little bit. But when we have kids, it's the first time probably in our adult life where we lose control. You know, we have 
the choice to do things in a certain way, uh, whether we get up at a certain time, whether we sleep in, whether we decide to hit the snooze button, whether we decide to go to work today or not go to work today, take the dog out or not take the dog out, go for a long walk with the dog or a short walk with the dog. Uh, you know, there's all these different choices that we make in a day and th- those are half-hearted attempts on my behalf to think of some of them. But uh, at the end of the day, we make those choices. And we deal with the consequences of those, and the consequences are usually what affects us, or uh, in some instances, our partner, which we can have conversations about, arguments about, uh, discussions about, whatever. But with our kids, um, once we have a baby, uh, and therefore forward, um, a lot of times there's no choice. If the baby's crying at 3 o'clock in the morning, you get up uh, and deal with it. If the baby needs to be fed, you go and feed it. If the baby needs um, whatever it needs, you find the financial means to get it. Um, And some of us do a great job of it, and some of us do a poor job of it. And there's a spectrum of, of that delivery. And... Even the term good job is something we can debate. What is a good job? You know, is a good job being what people now are calling the lawnmower parent or used to be called the helicopter parent where we're doing everything and getting everything out of the way for our kids to quote unquote have success? Or is it to let them go out and fall out of the tree, scrape their knees, crash their bike, uh, make the mistakes, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we're constantly running into that debate. From the day we have that kid, we're running into the conversations of who does what, when, the, the different uh, injections of people's viewpoints on, you know, when do you, do you wake your baby up? Do you, do you let your baby cry? Do you, um, put your baby to bed at a certain hour? Do you feed them in a certain way? Do you breastfeed them or not breastfeed them? Do you, you know, all these different questions become something that you're now managing from the moment, the moment you become a parent. And you're kind of indoctrinated into this belief system that, when this little baby um, arrives, you're going to suddenly become this deeply fallen in love, impassioned parent who just is goo-goo-eyed by this little person that came out. And for some people, it is. For others, it's not. For, I can say for myself, I wasn't that person who fell deeply in love with my daughter the moment she came out. I certainly had the sensitivity that I was responsible for this little person and uh, I loved them in the sense that they were uh, of my blood and uh, connected to me. But I also felt this massive sense of responsibility that I was in charge of this little person's life. And there's a weight associated with that, um, a weight that we don't really understand up until that moment, because there's nothing else in life we can do. You can have pets, but at the end of the day, um, you know, and it sounds crass, and I don't mean it to those of you who love your dogs and your cats. I have two cats, and I love them to bits as well, but you can take your cat back. You can find another owner for your cat. 
not so easy with babies. And at the end of the day, it's not really something that um, so sociologically we really look look at in a positive light. I mean, certainly if there's difficult circumstances around that situation um, and putting your children up for adoption. I'm adopted, so I get it. Sometimes that has to happen. But for the, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about those kinds of circumstances. What I'm talking about is, you know, for most of us, when we become parents, either if you are one or you are not, uh, there is a sense that this is something you now have to step up to. And there is no off button. There is no uh, choice of walking away from it. And there's a there's a heaviness to it. There's a weight to that. And there's a weight to that. And it's dependent on what phase you are in your life. Are you in a phase of personal growth and development and exploration where you're trying to find out who you are and what you want to do and whether, you know, and you're still sort of trying to figure out, you know, what your relationship looks like with your partner. And oftentimes, you know, this idea of um, you meet somebody, you fall in love, the next step is kind of marrying and the next step is having children. And it doesn't really matter necessarily what type of relationship we're talking about, whether it's a a so-called heterosexual relationship or or not. At the end of the day, a lot of people, you know, when they come together, want to have children. Um, Or at least one person often does. And sometimes the other person is reticent or questioning or wondering. And it's sometimes the effect that children become, uh, in essence, a solution set for what is perceived to be a relationship that is maybe struggling. And so the child comes into a relationship that is challenged already, perhaps. And I remember remarking with my partner, Jamie, that uh, thank God we had a good relationship because there were moments where, you know, you just... You, you were at your wit's end and thankfully you had a partner who could see that and stepped in and sort of, you know, um, handled that moment while you kind of defragged and went somewhere else. I'll always remember um, Jamie and I tell this story, but, you know, and it's, you know, particularly difficult on moms who are breastfeeding and having to get up all the time. And for a dad, when you're, you know, the first year or two of a child's life, um, you know, if especially if you're breastfeeding, you kind of feel a little bit, I wouldn't say the word is useless, but there are lots of things you can't do and that your partner has to do. Um, and at the end of the day, if you've chosen that, that way of feeding your baby, then there are constraints associated with it that you've, your partner has to step up to or deal with or manage. And so I'll always remember, you know, it was, uh, I think, 3, 3.30 in the morning and We'd been up with our daughter all night long. My wife had been up all night long with the, her crying. And, and finally, I remember, and I, you know, the circumstance of exactly how it went. But I remember her looking at me and just saying, I'm done. And she walked out of the, the bedroom. And, um, you know, I, I had our daughter and she walked out the front door with the keys and, and basically disappeared for two hours in the middle of the night and sat on a park bench. We were in downtown Montreal and just kind of contemplated and refocused and reconnected and came home. And, you know, that, that happens. I'm sure everybody has their stories, but, uh, I guess the reason why I wanted to do this Sunday remarks is just to say, you know, there 
it's not an easy thing. Uh, and those of you who are potentially contemplating it or those of you who are in it and have been challenged, you just need to know that you're not alone. Uh, you know, it is something that I think when you do talk about it with uh, another person, if you're just open and honest about it, you'll recognize that a lot of people have the same challenges. And the challenges change as they grow older. My daughter is now uh, 13, going on 14. I'm sure I'm going to, you know, there's listeners out there who have kids older than mine who've grown up and they've gone through all the different things that I'm about to go through and I'm going to learn about as well. And, uh, you know, teenage years, etc., that are going to, uh, you know, thankfully not have me pulling my hair out because I don't really have much anymore. But they are going to challenge me. And uh, it's... It's each step of that way. Again, the, there is no question mark uh, of can I can I step away from this thing? Can I walk away from it? It, it really challenges you, fi- you to figure out yourself. And I, and I was saying to Josh that I think that's the really powerful thing about becoming a parent. That you know, I speak of it in it, in its in its. Um, purest sense of of the the true difficulty of it but on the other side of it it's the opportunity for your own personal growth the it it really can connects you or makes you connect with yourself if you embrace it i mean if you offload it to a partner or you don't take uh you know your own central responsibility in it that's a whole different animal but if you really want to be a connected and, and invested parent at the end of the day, it really makes you recognize what your own failings are, your weaknesses are, the things you need to change, the, you know, your ability to listen, your ability to pause and respond versus react. Um, you know, that's a subject in and of itself, this moment, you know, where something happens and our you know, fight or flight mechanisms uh, and those, you know, our reception of the idea of threat, uh, you know, what our kid is doing is potentially threatening to themselves or threatening to us in the sense that what they do could cost us money or cost us time or cost us missing missing a meeting or what have you. We, we, we then, you know, inject our reaction to that uh, without taking the moment to pause and consider and to contemplate and to find better language. And so if we invest in it, it really can make us much better at the work we do, at the relationships we have with other people. It can help us grow. And at the end of the day, it also takes, you know, whatever ego you have and recenters it. Uh, And I think we all have an ego. Uh, and I think we all need to have an ego. It's just how big is that ego and how much does that ego take space in, you know, what you're doing and the reasons you're doing it. And once you have kids, again, if you embrace having children, it, it really challenges you to um, reinvent that ego and, and find space for it in a more positive way and recognize that you are not the center of the earth anymore. The center of the earth is this little one that is the center of your earth now. So parenthood is challenging. Parenthood is wonderful because of uh, everything that it becomes and this how this little person develops into this bigger person who develops into somebody who has ideas and c- 
creations and, you know, relationships and friends and all the things that they bring into your life and your world and activates you and challenges you to find language and expression and contemplation and all these wonderful things and, you know, the depths of love that, you know, I (laughs) will say I eventually came to have in my little person and, um, and, you know, they become the center of your world, so to speak. Uh, but there's, you know, it's not always easy. And I, and I wanted to sort of wrap this Sunday remarks up with that sense that this is about, this Sunday remarks is really about telling you, the listener, that if you are about to have children or you have them, you are not alone. You know, the struggles are real. And how you um, self-reflect within those and recognize the opportunities in for growth in each of those challenges that come at you as a parent is the fantastic part of being a parent. And, you know, if you can reframe it that way and connect with it that way and then talk about it that way with your partner with your friends with other parents that you have as parents that's really what the power of it is uh in how it makes you grow as a human being so i hope this has been helpful to people um always looking to do my best to provide some kind of insight that is useful in your life and i wish you the best and we'll have a great podcast drop this week and keep an eye out uh, the leave your mark life lab will be opening for application very soon more information to come almost finished uh, the website so everybody can go there and find their uh, latest podcast that they're interested in uh, very excited about the look and feel of that and Also, for those of you who may be going to the Perform Better Summit that's in uh, Rhode Island in a few weeks, December uh, 2nd through 4th, I am going to be the official Q&A guy. So I'll be there asking some poignant questions to the speakers at the end of their presentation. So if you listen to the podcast and you're down there in Rhode Island, in Providence, Rhode Island, in early December, um, please stop by and say hello. Take care. Bye-bye. The reconditioning process is powerful, it's provocative, and it has become a sought-after capacity in the human performance world. ReconditioningHQ.com has released the R-Pro Series, a four-step turnkey process to integrating the worlds of therapy and performance. Four steps, one mission, to make you the reconditioning professional everyone wants to work with. The first step is R1 Foundations, and it's recently been turbocharged with the injection of applied neurology. We are extremely excited about what this new capacity is going to do to your ability to solve problems and serve your client. For more information about the R-Pro series or any one of our empowering courses, head over to reconditioninghq.com and take advantage of our free 5 hours video that takes you through our groundbreaking method of improving mobility. Do you let $100,000 walk out of your rehab business every year? If you're like most businesses, you do. Operating your business under a fix or release model drives your client revenue out the door. For less than $10 per day, Isofit's line of strength products can change your revolving door of lost revenue into a flourishing rehab prevention and performance training business. Call them at one 866 2 I-S-O-P-H-I-T and strengthen your rehab business bottom line today. 
Matrix Fitness is a global brand of fitness and performance equipment with over 7,000 employees worldwide. Their expertise and capacity in this world are exceptional, with over 500 products that cater to the medical, fitness, and athletic performance markets. But they want to do more than provide product. They want to help you thrive as a performance professional or business person. They are here to help. Whatever your problem might be, they are ready and willing to help you find solutions. Greg Lawler and his team at Matrix can be contacted at teamupwithmatrix.com. And believe me when I say this, they will make a difference in your success. Thanks for joining us today on Leave Your Mark. I hope we've left a mark on you today. And we wish only that you pay it forward by sharing this story, taking the time to rate and comment on this podcast. Please follow us at Twitter at Built by Scott and Instagram at King O'Pain and become a member of this community at Scott G. Livingston on Facebook. Have a great day. Music by Cedric de Saint-Rome.